Welcome to the Life Church. We are so excited that you've tuned into our program to listen to a wonderful message. On behalf of Pastor Walt Landers, our senior pastor, we just want to say thank you. Our mission here at the Life Church is to connect people with God's purpose. If you don't already have a church home, we want to invite you to join us at 3301 TLC Way. Now let's prepare our hearts to receive a word from God through this morning's message. I, uh, I, we've got some standalone services. We're rolling into Easter, and and um, one of the uh, uh, messages that really started coming to me, um, I was building on that, and I ended up preaching in Arlington this past Sunday, and uh, and delivered this message. And you know, sometimes you you. It's interesting how sometimes God is out ahead of us and sometimes preparing us even for what we're going to face, not realizing what we're about to have to walk into. And it was kind of one of those experiences uh, because I, I, I preached on crossing over, going through the storm. And we're going to look at that in Mark's gospel. We'll go to Mark's gospel. It's, it's, there's, you know, the story's in, in other gospels as well, but we're going to talk about that. And so I preached that last Sunday, and then Sunday morning, I mean, uh, Monday morning, you know, I woke up, and, and I'm, I'm uh, uh, you know, an early riser, and so I had already been up spending time with God and going through just worship and, and devotion time, and, and, uh, and, I, and I just hadn't done this. I just don't turn on the television. Matter of fact, we don't even have cable TV or nothing up there in Arlington, and I, and I turned on the local Daystar channel, and Joyce Myers was on, and she said, okay, is it right at the beginning of her message? She says, I'm about to try to do the impossible nearly. And I'm like, okay, what's this? She said, I'm going to try and excite you this morning to, or try and get you to be excited about a message that isn't easy to be excited about because I'm preaching about how to go through the fiery trials. <laughs> I thought, okay, very timely. I didn't know it at the moment, but anyway, when all hell breaks loose, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, God, I know that you were speaking. And so I want to continue to share along that vein this morning. And uh, so we're going to read this passage of Scripture here from Mark's Gospel in uh, chapter 4 and verse 35 is where we're going to start. It says, On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. Which if you've ever been to Israel and you see what those boats really look like, you would understand. They're not all fitting in the one boat. And a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat that, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Be peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith. No faith. And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, 
Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Now, there's some key things I want to kind of touch on as we set this up and move into it. So, the fear they were experiencing from the storm was a fear of terror. You know, it, it, because again, some translations, they'll use, they'll say feared as far as the storm, and they'll say feared as far as just toward Jesus and what he did. But the reality is, if you go to the original Greek, you'll find that there was a real terror that was there that they were feeling looking at the storm and experiencing that storm. And yet, ultimately, the outcome of that was the fear that it says about what happened concerning Jesus once he spoke to the storm is it was one of awe. It was one where they were blown away. Come on, can I put it in today's vernacular? They were blown away by just Wow, look at what he just did in the midst of the storm. And so, you know, have you ever just kind of, I don't know about you, but I read my Bible and I just take a journey and, and a lot of times as I'm meditating, I'm thinking of, of putting myself in, the, in those scenarios scripturally. And as I was, th- I was kind of putting myself there, I was like, Holy smokes, who wouldn't react this way? I mean, come on, think about it. I mean, you in the boat, and you're going out across there on the Sea of Galilee, and that windstorm comes over, and here they're taking on water. And Jesus has got him a pillow. Have you ever tried? Like, he brought a pillow. I mean, he's just like totally comfortable with this. He brings a pillow with him and goes to the back of the boat, goes to sleep. And here they are. I mean, they're just, they're, they're taking on water. They're trying to wrap their brain around this. Who wouldn't react to some of the things that they were reacting to? But here's the reality. Are you ready for this? Because I'm, I'm kind of like Joyce Myers here. I'm like, okay, how do I get you excited about this? <laughs> Come on, let's face, let's face reality. Typically, we need to realize that we're, we either have just come through a storm, we're in a storm, or we're headed to a storm. Now, I know some of you would like a lot better news than that. <laughs> but come on, in this real life, and in this life, Jesus promised us, let me put it in those kind of terms, Jesus promised us that we will suffer some tribulation. He's, he, he's made us a promise that those who live godly in Christ Jesus would suffer persecution. Now, I don't know about you, but that's not one of those scriptures I pull out and confess and go, yes, Lord! <laughs> But that's the reality, and that's truth. Come on, the Bible's true. And if you've ever been in a storm, I mean, how many of you have seen any of the footage of the Norwegian, uh, you know, ship that that, uh, has just, you know, one engine went down, the big cruise liner? 
Have any of you seen that? Well, I should have showed some footage. I mean, that thing, that, I mean, literally, that boat is going, wah, and all the furniture and everything's going, smash, and then here it comes back, smash, and they started bringing in all these helicopters, evacuating all these people off the ship. <laughs> Saw a report, you know, there was a couple from Midland. You could tell, they were smiling. They had been rescued. <laughs> like, get me off this thing. I know what would have been going on if Walt Landers would have been on the ship. Because in, uh, I don't know what year that was, but our 10th year wedding anniversary, Joanne and I, we, we'd got one of those really, you know, interesting emails of come out, just let us do a presentation on this whole timeshare condo thing, and, and we will put you on a, on a cruise ship, send you over to the Bahamas for a few days, you know, and, 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 and I'm like, and they paying for the air, I mean, they paying for everything. I'm like, man, that's a cheap anniversary gift. <laughs> Folks, you get what you pay for. <laughs> it was a cheap anniversary. That was, that was a tourist trap. It was a financial trap. It went, thank God, we, we, I mean, we had a covenant going. We ain't buying in. <laughs> Leave the checkbook at home. <laughs> and we didn't buy. But... When we got on the boat, notice what I said. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a cruise like, well, we've been on cruise. Hey, they sell it as a cruise going over. And now we got on the boat because it wasn't much bigger than. And we get on, and right as they're pulling away from the dock, so the doors are shut, locked, and it's too far to swim. And then they said, oh, by the way, we've had this major storm that has come into the, into the, the, uh, in, in front of us here between us and the Bahamas, and, and we would advise everyone to come to the information desk and get drama. <laughs> yeah, over 80% of the boat, I'll just say it, was puking. I mean, there was, there was puke everywhere, <laughs> including mine. <laughs> and I would marry a wife that has no problem with that. She's, she's partying. Oh, man. <laughs> the rest of us are laying around going, ugh. <laughs> Listen, I've been in a storm. <laughs> Even in that kind of storm. It's no fun. You were doing everything, just holding out, going, I, I know, I have hope, <laughs> this will end. Surely we'll hit land some point, somewhere. <laughs> and sometimes that's all you can do. These guys thought they were going to drown. They were taking on water. It was already filling up. That's a troubling situation. Have you ever questioned sometimes... God, it's like, it's like, wait a minute, time out. <laughs> How many of you ever wanted to do a time out in life? It's like, God, can we, can we talk about this? You told me to get in the boat with you. I'm, I'm in the boat with, you're in the boat. You didn't say nothing about no storm. <laughs> Worse than that. Do you realize if you read on in this passage, there's something else waiting once they get to the other side. 
the demoniac. This guy that's full of the devil. Lots of them. It's like, could you let me in on this a little bit sooner? How many would like to have some of those conversations at times? It's like, what is this? And yet for Jesus... It's just part of the journey. Because the reality was, he was who he was. And nothing was going to change that. And his assignment in crossing over to the other side was to go set someone free. So how do we cross over? What are some things that Jesus said here that, that, that we could really learn from? To be able to really pass through a storm. Because like I said, the reality is we've either come through a storm, we're in a storm, or we're headed to a storm at some point in life. And in that, what are, what are some of these things that we could draw from and, 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 and learn from? Well, the reality is, what better place to be than in the boat with Jesus? He said, come get in the boat, follow, and let's cross over. That's, that's the first thing. We've got to make up our mind that we're going to follow. Jesus told, said in a different place, he said, pick up your cross and come and follow me. And so Jesus is all about us as we use the word discipleship, disciples, a disciplined learner, but you'll hear us say a lot in just today's, you know, 21st century that it's it's about being a follower of Christ. To be, I think, because sometimes it's even the word Christian sometimes can lose its its real meaning. Just because you're born in a certain family or in a part of a certain, you know, in the Bible Belt, doesn't make you necessarily a Christian. But it's about being a true follower of Christ, and I'm telling you, a true follower of Christ hears his voice. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. I was reminded, I was thinking about, you know, when I was Young, we used to do a lot of ranching as I, as I grew up in, in, uh, in the area. And right as I got out of high school, I thought, I want to live my dream. Went and did ranch life. And, and uh, man, is that hard work. <laughs> I just thought I was, uh, you know, that my daddy was, you know, in construction. That, I, that was hard work. No, ranch life. That was hard work. 24-7, man, you, you were on. And so I relate a lot in the pastoring of what that's like. The reality is all of us are sheep, if you're a Christ follower. But, but it was funny. I, I showed up on this, you know, kind of getting my orientation from the, from the foreman. And so he's kind of going down the list of here's kind of the year that's laid out and when we work these animals. And, and we were loaded up. We had everything. Sheep, Spanish goats, Angora goats. We had, you know, some, some registered sheep. We had cows. We had some horses, race horses. Just, oh, I mean, it was, it was the full spectrum. And so, so 
you know, I'm, I'm trying to grasp all this. And, and, he's, and then he, he starts talking about some fun stuff, you know. And he said, and when we're going, you know, in the wintertime and we're running feed routes, he said, you can, you can trap. We'll set up trap lines. And, and so we'll varmint hunt. He said, matter of fact, he said, you can carry your pistol with you, your gun with you on horseback when we're riding during that time. And uh, it, except for just one, one time that you're not allowed to carry your gun. I said, what's that? He said, if we're working Angora goats, you're not allowed to carry your gun. And I said, why is that? He said, you've never worked Angora goats? I said, no, sir. He said, you'll find out. (laughs) And I'm telling you, I've never wanted to kill an animal so bad. (laughs) And I can see why. You're not allowed to have a gun with an Angora goat. <laughs> I mean, those things, I mean, it, they, they frustrate you to no end. You know, you're, you're, you're going along there, got dogs working them, even with dogs, you know. And, and all of a sudden, they put a cedar bush between you and them, and they just stop, and you're counting, and it's like, I'm missing five. What happened? Where'd they, and all of a sudden, you look back, and you chase them down, they run up in a shin oak thicket, and then you got a chunk rock at them. Finally, when you get down off your horse, they're like, yeah, boom. <laughs> like, if I had a gun. <laughs> but see, a sheep is amazing. You run those, you run those, those, those uh, feed routes and, and think, they just knew the color of the pickup. And they... The sound of that horn. The sound of my voice when I would call them. And when I think about Jesus and he says, come follow me. Because you'll hear my voice. You'll know it. He's looking for followers. See, so many times, and I, I, I don't know about you, but at least for me, I would like to be a little more in control. Anybody else? It's like, can, can, I, can I just do this for a little while? No, that's usually when we mess it up, right? Because if we're truly following, yeah. See, see some people, they think, well, if you're following Jesus and you're really doing this, then why would there ever be a storm? You know, in one particular translation in from the original they said when jesus stood up and he spoke to the storm when he said peace be still one of those says he said devil shut up (laughs) how many of you got some stuff going on that you may need to say devil shut up (laughs) i'm in the boat with jesus we're going to the other side And we're going to set someone free. Second thing is, I think it's about our focus. It's about our focus. See, we've got to take our cue from Jesus. Because if we're not careful, the circumstance. You remember when Peter got out of the boat. And it says that once he was walking on water until he looked at the waves. And then, boom. Messed up. You're going to go where you're focusing. (laughs) 
<laughs> you ever tried to drive and me looking off? They call that rubbernecking. Don't be rubbernecking. <laughs> you know, whenever, um, you know, of course, you know, then going into construction trades and a lot of that, and, and one of the things that uh, they really drove into us is always keep your focus on the proper nail. Because if you start looking at the other thumbnail and you're going, don't hit that, don't hit that, boom! Ah! And you find out what's really in your heart. <laughs> Where are you focused? Where's your focus? And sometimes you've got to really look around for the right folks to even help you with this. Listen, if you're struggling and you're going through a storm and you're down in the mully grubs and you're going, don't, don't, listen, they say misery loves company. And sometimes that's what we'd rather do is go hang out with some other miserable person <laughs> so we don't feel so bad. <laughs> right? I mean, it, it does, it works that way. I had somebody tell me, you know, they were like, man, I just thought I had problems. <laughs> it's like, you actually, you're, you're making me feel better. <laughs> like, thanks a lot. <laughs> Misery will love company, but we need to take our cue from the, from the right people. I'll never forget, a, you know, some years back, a few years back, uh, Joanne's childhood friend and, and uh, her husband, uh, her husband, I mean, full military career, special forces. I mean, the dude is bad to the bone. I mean, he's air, land, and sea. I mean, he, you know, just, whew. and um, And so we had gone out to Florida to hang out with him. And um, one of those days we went and just, we we're just going to hang out in the water. Just, we just waited out there in the ocean. And so we're in the ocean, and, and we're there, and the four of us, we're just, we're just standing there just talking, you know, water's up, you know, about our chest, and, and, uh, and, and all of a sudden, I, I look down the way, and people are, I mean, they're just running. They're getting out of there. And I look over, he ain't running. <laughs> so I'm thinking, you know, I mean... Surely, Mr. Special Forces. <laughs> and sure enough, here it comes by, you know, because everybody else is thinking, shark, it's a shark. And here comes this big manatee. <laughs> it's like, cool. Sometimes you've got to take your cue from the right person. <laughs> if you're looking at the wrong person, you might be shark food if you're running because I hear sharks actually are attracted to that and I was kind of glad I was looking over and Dennis wasn't going nowhere so it was like okay we're cool I didn't know if he would beat it up or what but anyway <laughs> but where is our focus these guys lost their focus in the midst of that. And surely, I mean, they could have looked back and went, 
Okay, Jesus, I mean, you're asleep. But, I mean, he is the son of God. He said, let's go to the other side. Shouldn't we take our cue from the right source? Where's our focus? I remember just even, even right here, and I, I just want to encourage you, keep your focus. What is this really about? What is this church about? It's about reaching the lost. Only thing going to heaven is people. And you know what I found out? We're all sinners. <laughs> Everybody needs Jesus. Amen. Let's keep our focus. What are we about? What are we doing? And the last one is, he really specifically talks about faith. And if you go over and you read Luke chapter 8, in the synopsis gospel story to this, he, go, he actually says, where is your faith? In Mark, he said, why do you not have faith? I like Luke's wording and his direction that he puts on it. Because the reality is, faith is an action. See, some of you may even already, those of you grammar folks went, went wait a minute, follow, focus, faith? Yeah, faith is an action. Faith is an action. I know that you can use it as a noun. We're the household of faith and you can do some. But when you really look at the Bible, faith is a corresponding action to what God's Word says, what the will of God is. And so when, you, when we, we really drill this down and we look at what Luke says, where is your faith? What are you, where are you putting your faith? Is your faith in the boat to try and keep the water out? See, our faith can get placed into all kinds of things. But faith ultimately has got to go back to what God has said. When Jesus said, let's go to the other side, they should have kept the faith in saying, bless God, we're going to the other side, storm, cease. Because that's what Jesus did. Joanne and I, we've, we have weathered and gone through all kinds of storms. Lots of different ones. And somehow through the journey of life, you, you find that if you're responding correctly, it's just so much better. It's when we lose faith, misplace our faith, we have our faith on the wrong things. That's when we get in trouble. So again, do we have a faith towards God? Do we have a faith that's in what God has said, what he's already spoken? What he, listen, God hadn't changed his mind. See, some of you, 
have received some even prophetic words or things that you know that God has put in your heart, in your spirit, and, and yet sometimes we say, well, that's not going to happen now. How could that happen? And we discount what God's ultimate desire still is. He didn't change his mind. I believe what he wants to do through this church in reaching people hasn't changed. Where is our faith? So I made up my mind. Because I've, I've, I've faced you know, some different things in the past. And, and uh, I think one of the things the devil loves to do is, is try to, try to I, again, the storm needs to shut up. But what those things typically try to do is get us to shut up. So I just made it a point this week. Bless God. I mean, I'm just going to just go places, do things, do my lunch appointments, be out in the public, share Jesus. I'm, I'm going to punch the devil in the mouth. Amen. <laughs> Because my faith is definitely not in people. And yours better not be either. Our faith has got to be in God. People always let us down. Come on, we're all human. All of us. And if you think that you somehow are above the rest of us, <laughs> no. The reality is all of us need to recognize the frailty of our humanity. You know the reality that I have come to? You know, I, I don't know that I would have admitted this some years back. Whether it was just that pride or, you know, or just the I gotta, I gotta be in faith kind of thing. But, you know, the, the reality I've, I have found is that, 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 and Jesus said, you know, that sin, Paul wrote it, sin's common to everyone. In other words, all of us are susceptible. That's why it's so dangerous to start judging. That all of us are susceptible in various forms, in certain situations, the wrong opportunities, and the things that can happen, and believe me, any of us can have failure. That should put a check on all of us. It says, where's our faith? I'm trusting in the blood of Jesus. Because <laughs> I know Pastor Walt's not perfect. Come on. <laughs> Now, should we aspire to be Christ-like? Should we try to live our lives untainted? Absolutely. That's why, and, and, and the staff will tell you. I mean, I'm sometimes a hard butt about stuff. <laughs> you know? 
as far as not getting in a vehicle alone with someone else, not going doing lunch appointments, you know, as far as with women and different things. I mean, I, man, I really protect my life. I try to manage that and watch over that. And, and, and you'll see all the way through. Amen. You'll, you'll, you'll see it, you know, around, the, you know, the windows that are cut and the doors and different things. And I write teacher, we write teachers up if they cover those windows. And I told them this week we might step it up. They may lose their darn job if they don't quit doing that. We want transparency. We want, we want accountability. Listen, there ain't, there ain't nothing in this that you, you, you won't see. Just go over, check out this church office where counseling goes on, where things happen. I'm telling you, we desire to live our lives above reproach. Now, are we perfect? No. But are we working on this, striving for that kind of excellence? Absolutely. Man, I tell you, I, I, uh, I appreciate all of you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's program at the Life Church. Our prayer is that you've been blessed by this morning's message and that God would continue to speak into your heart throughout the week. We are so excited about what God is doing right here at the Life Church as we connect people with God's purpose. Again, if you don't already have a church home, we invite you to join us for a visit at 3301. TLC Way. We have two Sunday morning services for you to choose from, 9.15 and 11 a.m. Again, our prayer is that you've been blessed and we hope you have a great week.